Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden, and joining me today is nobody. Ovi is off this week. He is heading out to California to meet up with his family for Christmas. And because I'm going to be doing the same and you all should be doing the same, we're going to have a much shorter episode this week. Just wanted to touch on a few key points that I think could define Sunday's game or need to happen in Sunday's game, in my opinion. So didn't want to leave you guys hanging. Yes, (laughs) if you're listening to a podcast episode on Christmas, on Christmas Eve, man, you really must want to get away from your family. But hey, I don't blame you. Uh, We've all been there. So here you go. Let's get into Sunday's action. A little bit of a preview right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet you didn't see that one coming. Well, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the football and basketball action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's half off, guys. That's a big deal. What are you doing? Don't just sit there. Use the promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive that bonus. So what are you waiting for? Get started. Head over to Bet Online today because it is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so the Falcons are coming off of a loss that we don't need to speak about again, but we are all aware of. The Lions are coming off of a pretty big win against the uh, Arizona Cardinals, who are all of a sudden not looking like the powerhouse in the NFC that we all thought they were. The Lions uh, beat the Cardinals at home 31-12. to Second win of the season uh, came in pretty impressive fashion. Jared Goff was huge in that game, completing 21 of 26 for nearly 300 yards with three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Played pretty much his best game of the season, his best game as a Detroit Lion, and he's been playing really, really well so far uh, since he's returned from injury. But, and this is the number one uh, key, I think, for Sunday's game, Jared Goff tested positive for COVID on Monday. So right now, he is away from the team and is in, you know, by all accounts, pretty serious jeopardy to miss Sunday's game. The Lions have had a a number of players kind of go through this protocol recently. All of them have missed at least one game, according to a report that I saw from a local newspaper. So it looks like the, the, the Lions could be without a quarterback who looks like he's really starting to gel with that offensive system. He's been finding uh, Amon Ra St. Brown, who is the brother of Equinemius St. Brown, who was a draft pick that I absolutely loved and wanted the Falcons to take when he was coming out of Notre Dame a couple of years ago. His brother, Amon Ra St. Brown, those guys, maybe the best pair of named uh, brothers in the NFL since Tiki and Rondé Barber. I don't know. Might be That might be a short list, but I'd be interested in it. So, uh, if anybody out there is interested in compiling it, let me know. Send it our way. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see what this Lions offense. I mean, it's really going to be interesting to see what this off, uh, Lions offense looks like, period. I don't think a lot of us uh, have watched much uh, Detroit Lions football 
this season. I, I've watched a couple of games in preparation for this podcast. I don't know if I'm looking forward to, to seeing it again necessarily, especially not if Jared Goff is, is out because Tim Boyle would be the expected starter in his place. His first start, uh, which came just after Jared Goff got injured against Pittsburgh earlier this season, was an absolute disaster. Uh, I think he completed uh, something like only 77 yards in that loss. The Lions could not do anything. So if he's in there, I mean, that makes what should have been a a pretty easy game for the Falcons relative to some of the matchups that they've had recently. All the all the easier. I mean, if if Goff is out and Boyle is their starting quarterback, there is no reason why this defense should allow any more than 10 points. You know, I, I think at that point, you're really able to key in on the run game. You've got a cornerback in A.J. Terrell capable of taking away pretty much any receiver. I think that the Lions have at that point and, and can throw at them. I don't know if uh, if you guys are all aware, but AJ Terrell currently pro football focuses number one cornerback in the league. So Ovi and I have been talking about his play all season long, and it is for real. People are starting to take note, except for uh, you fans and Pro Bowl voters out there because he got kind of jobbed on that one. So hopefully the coaches and players can come through. But I really like the defense's chances to stop this Lions offense. And if they can't, frankly, then we need to really be focused on that side of the ball come this offseason. I mean, if this defense looks like it did last week against an offense that is ranked 17th in the run, then that's that's an issue. <laughs> that that is that's a problem. Again, I, I like especially with golf out the chance in the secondary. The only thing here is maybe you afford to start heating up the uh, the quarterback. Maybe this is one of those games where we see Dean Pease really kind of bring the pressure, get those sack numbers up. They've got to find a way to get this pass rush going. This seems like a great week to kind of take your chances if you're going to let anybody in the league try to beat you. I mean, why not Tim Boyle? So there you go. I, I think that's the, the number one key, right? It all starts with the quarterback. Hey, if the other team's uh, starting quarterback is out, pretty big news. So right now, again, it looks like Jared Goff is, is kind of on track to miss Sunday's game. Who knows? That could change. Um, I'm I'm recording this right now on a Wednesday. A lot can change between now and then, but that that could be massive. So the second thing flipping to uh, the other side is the Falcons offense, right? They they obviously were kind of the story of the game last week, unable to punch it into the end zone after getting so, so many tries at the goal line, at the one yard line, 0 for 5 at the one yard line. They need to get it going. And they looked like they were really, really getting the run game on track. And I think that was real. You know, I kind of think that they ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw on a team in San Francisco. The more distance I get from that game, I, I'm just more impressed by the way San Francisco played. I, I think that against pretty much any team in the league, they would have looked really good last week. I just think it, they were kind of on another level and the Falcons really paid the price. But you can't let something like that linger. You had been building momentum and you got punched in the face multiple, multiple times by the defense and especially that defensive line. So if this was my team, if this was my mentality that I'm trying to set is I'm now challenging. This is a prove it game for my offensive line. 
okay, you know, we saw you kind of at your worst last week. Let us see you at your best this week. And this is a defense that they should absolutely be able to run the ball against. I mean, this, this defense got gashed for 184 yards by the Broncos two weeks ago. I know I mentioned they're coming off a win against the Cardinals. Well, it's not like the Lions are magically a good team. And Denver dominated them on the ground a couple of weeks ago. I would really like to see this game be a run-heavy game plan for the Atlanta Falcons. I think you get Cordero Patterson, 15 carries. I think you get Mike Davis, 15 carries. I think you tell this offensive line, hey, you better be ready to bring it because we are rolling behind you guys all afternoon. We need you to set the tone, move the line of scrimmage, bring the fight to them. We win or lose based on the way that you guys play. And you just kind of throw down the gauntlet for them and say, look, this, this is the expectation. This team goes wherever you guys lead it. And I, I kind of think, honestly, Matt Ryan deserves <laughs> something like that as a little bit of a, of a payback for what he had to suffer last week. I, would, I really would try to make this an easier Matt Ryan game plan, kind of the way that, that Jimmy Garoppolo was able to operate last week. He didn't have to do a lot, and he was able to absolutely cook because the defense didn't know it was coming, a run or a pass, and that's the way that I think they want this offense to look. I think against a Lions defense that is really not good against kind of any part of, of, of defense at all. I mean, I think they're 29th in total defense, 28th against the uh, run and 25th against the pass. So I think that they've obviously been able to move the ball at times against some fairly decent defenses. Look for Kyle Pitts to win some one-on-one matchups against a linebacker core that's not very great. Um, Amani Oruarie their best corner who has six interceptions on the season is currently on the injury report and has not practiced this week. Again, it's only Wednesday, so, but it's a thumb injury. If he's out, you know, Russell Gage has been playing really, really well lately. I mean, the Falcons needed him to step up and he's stepping up big to kind of close out the season. It reminds me of, you know, the way that he closed out the 2019 season once Mohamed Sanu was traded away and, and Gage kind of stepped up or the way Calvin Ridley stepped up, I believe it was the year before that, when he really emerged as the kind of potential eventual number two there uh, and finished off the year strong. So great to see Russ get these opportunities as the number one and make them count. I expect that to continue. Uh, So it sounds like I'm kind of leading uh, heavily in one direction. It's because I am. Uh, if, If the head is cut off of Detroit's offense, then I a matchup that I already kind of liked in Atlanta's favor because I think they'd been sneakily playing okay up until that San Francisco game. And I expect them to really be chomping at the bit to get back out there. So that's kind of where I sit with that. And then on the other side of the ball, I just don't think Detroit's defense is very good. Their best corners banged up a little bit. Atlanta for as bad as the outcome looked, Atlanta was still where they were, <laughs> you know, like they, the fact that we're sitting here saying, how on earth does this happen? It's because they were still at the one yard line five times. And sometimes that, that just happens. Sometimes you tip your cap and you say, wow, like on any given Sunday, like anything can be shut out or anything could have a hundred percent success rate. So they still were able to move the ball at times. They still made some explosive plays. 
which they hadn't been doing. I, weirdly, I think that that was a big positive and, and kind of a step in the right direction for this offense. So I think they get there. And we will get to the third main thing that I'm looking for uh, during Sunday's game right after this. Say goodbye to dull gifts. I think I will. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Ah, I see what they did there. You know, diamonds, dull, bright. These guys are on it. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find. And at a light price, too. I mean, $800 per carat. Not a big, uh, you know, carat expert myself, um, but there's that information for you. $800 per carat. So you may be asking, what is a lab-grown diamond? Well, they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but they're just grown in a lab. Because of the process, they can create stones in a bluish pink or, you know, a, a just a classic white, maybe just a good, beautiful blue. I'm a classic blue guy myself. So visit lightboxjewelry.com to add some sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds. Never a dull moment. Finally, I, you know, I said that the, the main key to Sunday's game was Jared Goff being out, but the, the main thing that needs to happen on Sunday is for the Falcons to get their first win at home. Damn it. They haven't won at home yet this season. You know, I, I know, yeah, that win in London, technically a home game. And shout out to all of our UK listeners. Happy for you. Really, really am. I mean, you guys need to, if anything, move over here. You know, bring some of your good luck. Because clearly it's not working out. But they need to get a win in that stadium. I mean, it, it's not really a great message to end your first season as, as a head coach when you did pretty well. I mean, like, we're all, I think, on board with, with what Arthur Smith has done. But to not win at home at all in your first year as head coach, that's... That's just kind of, that's a tough beat. And that's, that's kind of a tough, I feel like first year, weirdly for like an owner coach relationship, like ultimately you're putting a product on the field that our, our home fans want to believe in, want to buy in. And with that comes the belief that when you see them, they will win and that they will win when you can see them, which is during home games. So it's great to be able to sit there and, and cheer on Atlanta you know, winning in Miami or getting a win in New Orleans or, you know, <laughs> just in the Meadowlands to start the year. That's all well and good. And those are exciting wins. And yeah, winning on the road is, is great. That's that kind of tests your metal. It proves you're tough, all of that stuff. But also just win at home, <laughs> like win, win where your home team can celebrate, where you, uh, you, you get to tailgate beforehand, get all excited. Everybody gets in there. You celebrate, you win, boom, you come out, you party, where are we going to eat? All that fun stuff. And you just have a smile on your face the rest of the day because you got to see your favorite team win in person. They have not been able to do that so far this year. And that needs to happen. Uh, I want it for Arthur Smith. I want it for all of the new guys on this team who have really put their heart and their soul into making this year happen. You know, guys like Deron Harmon, guys like Cordero Patterson, like Mike Davis, like I want Mike Davis to win in the home stadium of the city that he grew up in. I want Mike Davis to get a win here. I want that really badly for him. And I'm sure he does too. So I think that this is going to be weirdly their best performance 
this season because all of the ingredients are there, right? You've got just a stinging loss, kind of an embarrassing loss. They went out there, and I will say this, like, and I've said it every single opportunity that I have. I think that they came out there ready to fight. I think they came out with the right attitude. I, I'm not going to fault them for that. I just think that they were completely outplayed and outclassed, and, and that's kind of how it went. That's sometimes really tough to stomach, and I think that they're going to be sitting on that all week. I think they're going to be motivated by that all week. I think that they're looking at a team that's coming off of a big win and, and knock down one of these uh, NFC playoff contenders. The Falcons consider themselves to be among that rank. They're going to be out trying to prove a point and say, we're not that team that we were last week. This is the team that we are. And oh, by the way, we're going to do it at home where everybody's kind of making fun of us that we can't win, that this is a joke. Our stadium's empty, late arriving crowd, all of the Atlantic cliches. And we're going to put that to bed. And they have a lot of pride. (laughs) They've won a lot of big games. Some of these guys on this team in their home stadium in Atlanta, they know how crazy it can be. If they're going to try to end the year with any momentum, ride a wave into the offseason, it's got to start by winning some games at home. Win this week, go to Buffalo, make a game of it, come back home, win to end the year against the New Orleans Saints in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and carry that on to the next season. And I think a lot of people will feel good about where this organization is heading. But that is going to be it for today. Shorter podcast. Um, Again, presented by Online. Everybody, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, however you celebrate. Spend some time with your family. uh, Get some relaxation. Watch some football. Watch some movies. I know I'm going to watch several movies, a couple documentaries, plenty of football. Oh, I cannot wait. And I hope you guys can't either. We will be back Sunday. Hopefully break down a big win. Stay safe over the holidays. Tell everybody you love them. And as always, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.